Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We covered on the show the news that McDonald's was closing down in the city centre and many of you have been in touch expressing the feeling that uh, we're losing quite a few of our valuable high street businesses, vacancies going up and what's next and how can we revive and set the city centre on the right course for the future. So to discuss this, uh, three city centre business uh, people with a lot of experience individually and between them and uh, we have Robert Burns of Bobby Burns Pub, uh, Michael Gleeson of Gleeson's Shoes on William Street and Ty Carney of Carney's Jewellers on Thomas Street. Uh, You are all very welcome and thank you very much for joining us this Tuesday morning. And uh, Ty, uh, morning to you. You believe that, in essence, we're using, all of us maybe, a 20th century mindset when it comes to our urban development. Can you explain that to me, please? Oh God, it has to be questioned, Joe. Um, I do believe that we're we're we're, do, we're talking a 1990s vocabulary, and here we are in 2023. Hello, Joe. Indeed, yes. Sorry, you can hear me. Sorry. Yeah, we're talking the 1990s vocabulary in 2023. And for example, if you look at the new job that's been done on O'Connor Street, which is nice and very nice in some ways, it's no different from anything that was done that could be done 20 or 30 years ago when Cork and Galway had their main streets done. Whereas if you go to places like Scandinavia, you see LED lighting and all sorts of things used in, in designs for modern city centres. And I think the problem with Limerick City, uh, even though I know it's we said later on, isn't actually parking. I think the problem is lack of, lack of, um, lack of attractions. In other words, top brands, top facilities inside in the city where people feel that they have to come into the city. For example, the pedestrianisation or semi-pedestrianisation of Thomas Street was a huge success. The footfall probably increased by threefold and up to into Little Capital Street. And yet there are people who are still uh, thinking that parking cars on two sides of the streets and having narrow footpaths is the answer. You know, um, there is no leadership from City Hall in relation to how the city centre should, should plan itself for the next 20 years. There's no discussion taking place as to what a city will look like in 20 years' time. And, you know, 70% of the world's population will, li- will be living in, in cities by the uh, 2040. Uh, at the current moment, 55% of the global population of 8 billion is living in cities. Uh, and so there's a huge migration towards cities, but that tends to be cities that are over a million people. So what is the future of cities of 100,000 and that particular side? And that conversation is not taking place. And instead, we're talking about in a vocabulary of, of 10 and 20 years ago. 20 years ago, there was no iPad, there was no iPhone, and there was no Facebook. And yet we're talking in the vocabulary of the 1990s. And I think that's part of our problem. By the way, do you think, uh, you mentioned leadership there at one point, that uh, the run-up now, we're told, in June, alongside the local and European elections, we are going to have an election for a directly elected mayor, that the debate can be had, and then whoever is elected, they can drive forward with that leadership agenda you're talking about? Well, I was a great fan of the idea of directly elected mayor, and I was thrilled... My concern at the time was, when it was passed the last time in the referendum, 
My fear was that Cock and Waterford would say yes and that Limerick would say no. And ironically, Cock and Waterford said no and Limerick said yes. And I think that there are people like Maria Borden and people like uh, John Warren who gave great leadership to that campaign. <clears throat> and I think there's an opportunity here for a single executive leader of the city elected by the people across the city and the county to bring forward a vision as to what the city and the county towns should look like going forward over the next 20 years. Okay. Uh, Michael Gleeson, um, good morning to you, Michael. Morning, John. Um, Is there any chance that we just have to get used to the idea that the modern shopper prefers drive-throughs and shopping centres? Well... We're probably suffering because of the the success of shopping centres because that's proceeding into us all the time. But it's up to us to fight back and I would say more support from City Hall is probably needed straight away. And we need to talk positive now. We've done discussions all last week on negative things. And there's great opportunities now because we, we have a great selection of shops in Limerick. It's actually the largest shopping centre in the Midwest. But I think we need to make it easier for people to come into town. So uh, I was just thinking that at the moment, the corn market car park is closed. Wouldn't it be a real opportunity for City Council to buy it? They bought a lot of other things that weren't very successful. This is ready-made to make way for three or four hundred cars instantly. That's one positive. Other, other than that, I've always been clogging. But, but as you know, there is a strong counter-argument that we do not need, nor should we have, cars anywhere near the city centre. Yes, that's been spoken of for a long time. But how do people get in? The only way I was just going to say to you is park and ride. Park and ride would mean the people from County Limerick and surrounding areas could come in so far and be delivered into town, do their shopping and taken home. So there are opportunities to get people into town. If City Hall would just kind of row in with retailers now, City Hall haven't been the best friends of retail. I don't know if there's even a retail division down in City Hall. I'd love to know that because um, I was at a big meeting of retailers some time back in Limerick and I was told we'll call up and we'll have a chat. That's two or three years ago. I've never seen any action. But, but, but that's ironic in a way because most people listening to this show might think that the prime focus of the council over the last few years was the city centre, primarily because they've obviously been hearing a lot about the building going on in O'Connell Street. But that's only O'Connell Street. There are many other streets in the city that, that can be spoken of. And it, it, I just feel City Hall aren't interested enough in retail. And Michael, can I talk to you about that opportunity point that you made? If we take the fact, I know there's a bit of snagging going on, but we are at the end, really, of the O'Connell Street works, this section. There's another section to come, as you well know, up to the Crescent, whenever we talk about that some other time. But the section that's there now, which has a lot of retail surrounding it, what is the opportunity for this autumn, this winter and spring, now that it's finished? Well, it's a matter of getting more feet on the street. That's the name of the game, as far as I'm concerned. You see, Limerick is great at bringing people into town by night. 
with some very good pubs and I'm sure uh, Robert don't mind me saying it. City centre is taken care of very well by night. Our problem is by day. That's where the big problem is in Limerick, getting people into town by daytime. Right. We're chatting to Michael Gleeson of Gleeson's Shoes on William Street. You've heard from Ty Carney of Carney's Jewellers on Thomas Street and Bobby Burns a pub, uh, well known, up at the top of the town there as they say, and Robert's on the line Robert Burns. Uh, morning Robert. Well first of Mor- all, w- were you surprised at the closing of McDonald's on Cruiser Street? Morning Joe and morning, uh, morning to the lads. Um, no, I suppose uh, you, you don't expect uh, a big international brand like that to close on a main street like that, but I'm sure they had their reasons. Um, I, I don't know exactly uh, what they wore, but I, I'm sure they did have their reason. But, but of course, uh, for, it is only doing... the latest closure on Cruiser Street, isn't that right? Yes, uh, th- that that is true. Look, I, I suppose if, if if I could just re- redirect you there a second, Joe. Um, the lads were talking about uh, you know being positive, and I think that's what we need to be. We have now redeveloped O'Connell Street. We have a fantastic plaza in the centre of the city centre. Now we need to get together as different groups, groupings, and organisations, uh, retailers, publicans, cafe owners, all all types of business people in the city centre, and we need to work with the council to attract footfall into the city centre in, in whatever way possible, uh, be it by bringing people in and parking rides, by making more par- parking available, whatever attractions or whatever we do to bring people in, we, we need to make use of this fantastic city centre that we have now just put in place. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to give out and be negative, but we now need to seize the opportunity and try and make something out of it. I was interested in what Michael said. His view is that the daytime economy is more of an issue than the nighttime economy. But as you well know, Robert, we've heard a lot of criticism of the nighttime economy in the city centre in recent years too. Yeah, I I think we have a lot of work to do on both. Uh, You know, I I, I really do. Um, I think we just, as as Michael was saying, footfall is what what it is. We need to get footfall into the city centre. There is too many vacant and empty units, you know, like the 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 old Duns there, for example, that the university bought. You know, that needs to be brought on, needs to be developed. Bring people in there. Debenhams, we need to get it open again and, and in use. Um, we can't have units like that sitting there empty. We need to attract and incentivize big uh, international brands into the city centre to make it attractive for people to come in during the day and also then to provide uh, entertainment and, and, and services and facilities in the evening to also keep the nighttime economy going. And says, Joe, if the council couldn't put up flags around the city in support of our hurling team, what hope have we of doing anything for the city or its people? I'm sure I did see some flags now in the run-up to the All-Ireland final. And even coming in this morning, I still saw them, the bunting on the roundabouts. Uh, James says, plenty of us take the bus, cycle and even walk to the city centre. Cars are not the answer and not the future, says James. Tony says, one of the reasons is the parking rates are too high. There's no on-street parking and almost no disability parking. It's ridiculous. They've killed the city, says Tony. And Mossy says, the town is a joke. No on-street parking because it's taken up by taxi ranks with no taxis in them and shops closing all over town and then reopening in shopping centres on the outskirts. When McDonald's pulls out of the main street, in one of the biggest cities in Ireland, it says a lot about 
this city. And Patrick says, too dangerous in the centre, especially uh, in some parts. Uh, Anti-social behaviour needs to be sorted out first. And uh, that's just a selection of what is coming into us uh, while people are uh, listening to you guys. And I suppose, Michael, that's the dilemma. You know, I mean, I've had experience myself of standing on sidelines in the suburbs, for example, and chatting to parents when kids are playing matches. And it is amazing to me how many of them will tell you how long it's been since they've been in Limerick City Centre and their reluctance to come into the city centre. Now, I know I'm around every day and I'm working in here, as you well know, but there is that and there is a perception issue as well. And how? What's the big idea to get over that and start to have people flooding back into the city centre and really enjoying it? Well, if I had the answer, I'd be very popular in Limerick, I could be running from there, but it's it's. Are you rolling uh, yourself out, Mike? Uh, not yet. <laughs> I need to be a bit younger, but I, I I I'm always trying to think of new ways of getting people into town. So I mean, I put forward the park and ride already, and I wouldn't like to run ourselves down as being all that dangerous to come to town. And the parking thing is a problem in every city in Ireland. We're not the only ones. You can't just drive into the middle of Cork or the middle of Galway. They're different in Dublin, of course. They have their Lewis and they have a great uh, comfort for getting in and out. But you're asking how can we get more people in? Well, we probably have a lack of good shops in the city centre. You know, we haven't got a new well-known brand into the city centre. So how do we get, how do we attract them in is the is the thing. I think City Hall are the only people that can make it viable for them to come, make it attractive for them to come. And the other thing is probably um, living over premises in the city would get more people living in the city. Then again, the obstacles to doing that I know are Awful. I know a few retailers in my area who have tried to get about doing up apartments over their shops and it is scary to see the restrictions. Yeah. I mean, Ty Carney, you know, how much of this is perception? How much of it is reality? Some of the comments that I've just read out there. And either way, how do you get over it? I'm like Mike Leeson, I don't want to be talking down the city, but it is underperforming other city centres in the country. We're underperforming the centre of, of Galway, we're underperforming the centre of Cork, and we're even underperforming the centre of the, of the waterfront. So we do have a challenge facing us. Now, just to, before I make my next point, I want to clear up one myth. That my understanding is that the reason that McDonald's has closed down actually wasn't a business one. It was because in their new format, which I saw in Oxford Street last week, it's all technology now. You go in and you tap the wall and you tap screens and you do all that sort of thing. You hardly interface with human beings at all. And that the format and layout of the shop on two floors no longer suited their business model. That's what I have been told as the reason for closing but, down. But however, if that's true, is that not a general issue we've heard about Cruises Street for a while? Yes, it is. But I'd like to... I think that there is something that we can do. I think it is like, I think we need to do an audit. We, we need external experts 
in retailing and town centres and shopping centres to come in on a professional basis and do an audit of what is available in Limerick City Centre and then look at a peer group of cities under 200,000 in population, both here and across Europe, and look at what they have, the successful ones have, and then look at what Limerick doesn't have and what they have, and then go out and promote those kinds of companies, a list of companies where we select a menu of of, uh, businesses or business types that we want in the city centre. In other words, that we manage the city centre in the same way as shopping centres are managed. Shopping centres don't just take the next person who wants a unit. They're always in about having the mix right in the shopping centre. Um, yeah. so but I as a matter of interest then, Tyke, for you, if, is there an example in Ireland at the moment, you know, I accept that you're talking about professional surveys and the like, that you would point to a city under 200,000 that's got it right? Um, well, if you t- talk to each of them, they'll all tell you that they're challenged. But I would have certainly have thought that uh, the one that has surprised me more... Oh, sorry. The most successful retail environment in Ireland at the moment, I think, actually, is probably Kildare Village. It has a very aspirational, off-market feel about it, and yet it's a discount centre. Uh, it creates a lovely, lovely, lovely atmosphere, and we need to create that same atmosphere of excellence. Right. And aspiration but, but that's not... I mean, pandemic. that's an interesting example, but it's not a city centre. Okay, I think Waterford City Centre is a very interesting example uh, because Waterford was even hit worse than, than the limit was uh, in, the, in the crash with Dell and all sorts of things. But Waterford City Centre has been transformed over the last 20 years. Now, it's helped in the fact that the biggest shopping centre in Waterford is actually in the city centre. Uh, the other thing that we need to do is to level the, the, the balance between shopping centres and the city centre. The city council who are bringing a lot of restrictions on traffic in the city centre, and I'm a fan of pedestrianisation, but they're not. But they're driving the cars to the shopping centres. Now, I'm not blaming the shopping centres, they're driving the cars to shopping centres because when you ask City Hall, what are they going to do about restricting traffic to, to uh, shopping centres? They say, that's private property. That has nothing to do with us. In other words, we don't have anybody in charge. Like, but, but, but are they not right there. about that, though, Tyke? Is it not private property? Anything that brings large numbers of people as large commercial activity is part of the of the public realm. Uh, we don't call Raheel Industrial Estate and we don't call the Castletory Industrial Estate uh, private property. It's part of the planning process. And if you're going to have a... Let's say, for example, an environmental policy, for example, reducing traffic in the city centre. Driving that traffic without restrictions to shopping centres is not uh-huh. a level playing field. Okay, I, I yeah. want to bring uh, Robert Burns, Bobby sure. Burns, back in yeah. here. Just, I just want to read some more comments, though. Catherine says, "Joe, it's typical man thinking by the lot of you." bus people to the city centre. What about shopping bags? If one has to lug them around, they're going to visit easier. Uh, accessibility areas. Timmy says, get rid of the vagrancy and begging every 50 yards. There's someone begging in the city centre, says Timmy. And if you're pretending otherwise, you're not being honest. And Christy says, we as Limerick people need to stop putting down Limerick on social media. When people outside Limerick do it, we're up in arms. But we constantly do it ourselves. Sorry, Robert. Yeah, thanks, Joe. No, I was just about to say there, listening to the the lads' comments, the obvious recurring uh, comment here is that it it lies in the hands of City Hall. 
they they need to now bring this on. Uh, they have spent all this money developing the city centre. They now need to put in place the plan to bring it to the next level. A task force, somebody responsible and in charge for developing the city centre in, in whatever way uh, is possible. But what I find and interesting, Robert, was, just to say people. one other point, travelling around the country over the last couple of weeks on holidays, it is interesting that you know, a lot of town and city centres are struggling with not enough businesses, the closure of businesses, and a lot of them are worried, not least our capital city, about violence in the city centres. Yeah, um, antisocial behaviour is is a, a modern day problem, and it's no different in in Limerick to, to a lot of other cities. Um, and it is something that this task force, you know, in, as a joint task force with the Gardaí, the council, the retailers, the business people, we all need to work together to try and plan for the development of the city going forward. Um, But unfortunately, uh, all we seem to do is put negatives and roadblocks in the way. Um, We we need to be creative and we need to think outside the box collectively as Mm. to how we're going to bring it forward. And do we need to take what I describe as the Skoda approach? There's a certain generation of people who would remember that Skoda was a brand that most people would not dare think about in terms of cars. And you look at how many Skodas are out there now and you look at how they changed the image as well as changing the product over time and how successful that has been. But of course, it took decades, Robert. Yeah, the, the, these things do take time. And we, we are currently at a low point where we've come from years of roadworks and development in the city centre and business closures. And we're now about to turn and we need to come out of it. Uh, so it's positive we need to be and creative. Uh, it's it's too easy to just be negative about the whole thing and give out about the begging, the e-scooters, the traffic, the parking. We need to come up with alternatives and ways of, of getting over that and moving forward. Um, Tracy says, no, uh, why no, don't they get the... Uh, just, just one second, Tiger, let you back in in one second. Uh, Tracy says, why don't they get the management team who turned Castle Troy Town Centre around 10 years ago it was a ghost area. Look at it now. It's thriving. Listener says, morning, very interesting discussion this morning. In my opinion, there should be more accommodation in Limerick. Towns and cities do need people living in them. We're a university city. We could have a vibrant young population living in the centre. How much of the proposed opera centre will have accommodation? Well, it will have a percentage of it. They have adjusted the opera centre plan and we've talked uh, about that, um, uh, but you can argue about those percentages, I suppose, as well. Dee says, uh, hi, very interesting listening about Limerick City Centre this morning. I have a small family business in the city and listen to what our clients say. They come into town only to get certain things done, then straight out due to no shops and antisocial behaviour. We need more shops and in shops in order to attract new businesses. Cheaper rates and rates incentives. Established businesses will continue to pull out of the city, says Dee, who says she's running a small business herself in the city centre, until changes are made by both landlords and the council. We also need a better bus service and bus links from other counties. Uh, We need a park and ride, of course. Great idea. It just needs to be a proactive approach, though, rather than just talking about it the way you guys are this morning. Um, Sorry, Ty. There's a small elephant in the room as well, and we need to be be honest about it. We're losing the family businesses in the city. 
And that is what gives the city its distinctive character from shopping centres. And sadly, we're losing family businesses, and I don't have the answer to this. Not in very successful businesses, we're losing the family business because the kids have no interest in standing behind the counter and being in that kind of business. They're working above in Dublin and Google, and they're working above in Dublin and Facebooks, and they have no interest in a family business. We've lost places like Leonard's Minswear, we've lost Biden's Jewelers, we're now going to lose Billy Higgins's Minswear, all because there's another generation to take over. But to move on from that very quickly, I think what's needed is very straightforward. We need to manage the city centre, uh, 200 acres or whatever of it, the same way as a shopping centre is managed. We need to have master planning around the city offer, and we need to have that managed on a day-to-day basis, and that leadership, in my view, has to come from City Hall. We need a master plan for the city centre, how you go about it, and we need to manage right. that master plan, and we haven't got that. There is no single concept okay. for the city centre. Okay, All right, Mike? Yes, I'd just like to, if, to finish off, we're just appealing to people all over city and county do your best to get into Limerick. We'll give you the service and you, you, we deserve it because you must remember retailers are the biggest employers in the Midwest. So we deserve support. Well, listen, I think certainly this is going to be an ongoing debate, especially in the context now of a directly elected mayoral election, which we're told will now take place on the same day as the local and European elections in June of next year. So you can be sure the candidates will be talking about the city centre and their strategy and what they will commit to doing if elected. However, I should also say it's a big city and county. Limerick City is a very important part of it, so is the city centre. But the person who will be elected to that role will have a role to play right across the city and county. A vote in Abbey Field is as good as a vote anywhere in the city centre as well. And I think uh, we better point that out and keep pointing it out too, as we will on this show over uh, the next 12 months. Well, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Michael Gleeson of Gleeson's Shoes, Ty Carney of Carney's Jewellers and Robert Burns of Bobby Burns Pubs. 